Hey everybody, it's Charles from HumbleMechanics.com and today we are talking buying mechanics tools. This is episode 6 of the Humble Mechanic Podcast. Today's episode is going to be a lot of fun because of course we're talking about tools, buying tools, which ones are the best, which ones are the worst, the ones you love, the ones you hate, and everything in between. Going back and listening and watching these old ones is really fun. This episode seems to be where I really started to find some rhythm and some cadence to doing the show for you guys. A lot of that it gets pretty easy to when you're talking about something that you really do enjoy talking about. So we're going to look at a handful of things about buying tools and some ways you guys can save money and sometimes where it is worth it to spend the extra money. Before we get into today's episode, I want to remind you guys that if you like the show and want to throw some support, check out the crew membership program. This is a way you can get exclusive content Discounts you're not going to get anywhere else to places like Eastwood, MyCanic, SP Automotive, MT Knives, Eurowise, and more. I'm also working hard to add more discounts for you guys each and every day. So you get a huge return on your investment. In addition to discounts, you get the downloads from the VW Audi training classes that I teach. And I'll be adding four more of those very, very soon. If you were to attend one of those classes, that's $355 a pop. You guys get those books for free. So check that out. There's a link, of course, down in the description on the blog post. If that's not your cup of tea, you can also throw some support over on Patreon. Or if you want something that costs you zero dollars, hit that Amazon link, buy whatever you are going to buy anyway. And I get a little bit of kickback from that. That stuff really does help support the show, guys. I really do appreciate it. So with that wrapped up, Let's talk some tools. Hey everybody, Charles here for HumbleMechanic.com, back again with another episode of the Humble Mechanic Podcast. The podcast where we talk about all kinds of fun car stuff, tool stuff, which is what we're talking about today, um, auto industry, being a technician, how to not get ripped off by a technician, because you guys are out there, I know you are. You're probably not watching this, but I know you're out there. Um, today, like I said, we're talking about something ultra fun, something that I love talking about. It uh, consumes a fair part of my life and a large part of my paycheck, and that is tools. Tools are expensive, especially dealing with it on a, a professional level. It's very, very easy for both young technicians and veteran technicians to uh, get kind of suckered in on the tool truck and spend uh, thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. I've been asked how much I've spent on tools over my career, um, including the toolbox I have. It's anywhere in the fifteen dollars to, to $17,000 range. Um, that sounds like a ton of money, and it is, but you know, you got to remember without these tools, I make $0 uh, at my job. So I got to have these tools. Now, real quick. This isn't a commercial for any tool brand. Buy what you like. Buy what works for you. Personally, I don't care as long as you're getting something that works for you. Me personally, I like Snap-on hand tools. Um, I like some of their air tools, which are very expensive, and I, I won't buy a lot of them because of that. Um, and I like their precision measurement tools like torque wrenches. I also use a ton of Craftsman. I use a fair amount of Harbor Freight and Northern Tool brand stuff. Um, I have a few Matco tools, but that's just mostly because our Matco guy was weird. He's cool. The, the new guy's cool now, but the last one, man, that guy was weird. Um, there's also the like uh, Home Depot, Lowe's stuff, Cobalt tools. 
I don't recommend their hand tools at all. I find them to be complete junk. I would rather get uh, Stanley Tools or um, what is it the brand Home Depot sells? Husky Tools. I think those are a better tool than the Cobalt stuff from Lowe's. And then there's the uh, the dreaded Chinese-made tools that uh, you know you you buy at the dollar store or uh, Big Lots or whatever. And in a pinch, it's better than nothing. But I sure wouldn't want to. Uh, make a living trying to use nothing but Chinese tools. So the, they range all across the board. You know, you can spend, if we take a basic ratchet and a 3 8 drive ratchet, you could spend $100 on it from Snap-on. You could spend 4 bucks on it from um, Cobalt, 5 bucks from Cobalt, and uh, either get a really great product or a really crappy product. It all depends on what you're going to do with it. A lot of guys get caught up in what brand is the best. What's the best one of this whatever tool to buy? Or, you know, you get a lot of just like any brands that sort of compete with each other. You have the the fanboys of Snap-on Tools, Matco Tools, Craftsman Tools. Oddly enough, Harbor Freight has a surprising amount of fans. It's really weird. Um, they make a few good things, but I sure, again, wouldn't want to bet my whole career on Harbor Freight or Northern Tool Tools. Uh, so let's talk about, oh, one more. I almost forgot. How do I almost forget? This is the tool that I use more than anything else in my toolbox, and that's uh, electric tools. Milwaukee, DeWalt, Makita. Um, there's a brand that I will recommend that you never buy their power tools that I'll talk about in a little while. Um, there's also the uh, some of the other ones, Bosch. You also have Snap-on and Matco tools, uh, you know, impacts and electric stuff. I don't really buy that stuff because it's crazy expensive and um, it just seems seems foolish to spend that much money on something when I can get as good of a product right off the store shelf, you know, for half the price. Alright, so let's talk about when to spend the big bucks. This is just my personal view. This comes from a view of someone that uses a ton of tools all day long. This comes from the point of view that without the right tool, a job's going to take me longer or be harder to do or maybe result in damage to something like a, a bolt head or, or stripping out a, a screw. Um, so this is just when I spend the big bucks. It's up to you on, on what you want to do and how you buy tools, but this is how I decide. First of all, I'm going to spend the big bucks on tools that I use all the time. I mentioned that I like Snap-on hand tools. I like their ratchets a lot. They're comfortable for me. They have a high teeth count. So, you know, if you're ratcheting and the motion of a Craftsman is this far, a Snap-on might be this far. Um, I think the newer ones are like 88 teeth or something like that. And that just means you can move a shorter distance and still have action in the ratchet. Um, I also buy a lot of snap-on sockets. They make a great socket. Uh, I think now the flank drive, whatever, you know, everybody's got the name for the, the latest technology. But um, I, I like their sockets a lot. I don't buy snap-on quarter-inch sockets, and I'll tell you why in a minute. But I do buy their 3-8 sockets. I have a set of quarter inch, um, like a mid deep well socket. Their wobble sockets are fantastic. They're expensive, but they work tremendously well. 
uh, and I'm a huge, huge fan of those. Um, extensions, probably just as happenstance, I think extensions are extensions. You know, uh, you'd, you'd be hard-pressed to convince me that a Craftsman extension is that, you know, not as good a quality as a Snap-on, at least until you get into the uh, locking end extensions. So stuff I use all the time, definitely, definitely spend the big bucks on. Things that I use to fix damaged stuff, I'll call it, whether it be uh, a rounded off bolt head or a stripped out internal Allen um, fastener, uh, a tap and die set where the threads of a hole or the threads of a bolt are damaged and I need to clean them up or cut new threads. Stuff like that, anytime I'm using what I refer to as my uh-oh drawer, uh, I will spend the money on. I can't afford to spend a bunch of time trying to repair something that's damaged all to find out that the thread pitch maybe isn't 100% right or um, you know it's, it's off a millimeter or fractions of a millimeter and now the bolt doesn't quite thread in properly. I also think spending a couple extra bucks on tools where you're doing really delicate work, uh, like with fabrics or um, a lot of interior stuff. Spending the extra money is important. You know, I'd hate to damage a dashboard because I'm drilling a screw or screwing a screw in and the bit breaks and the, the gun goes right into the dash. That's actually never happened to me before, uh, knock on wood, but um, I sure, sure would not want to have to replace a dashboard because uh, a tool failure. The last time that I really spend the big bucks is in precision work. And that mostly comes in the form for what I do of a torque wrench. I have a Snap-on tech wrench in 3 8 drive that I bought when it first came out years ago. It was probably seven or eight years ago. It's an electric torque wrench. It does not only torque, but it does torque angle which was dumb because I don't ever use that. Um, I have been using a Harbor Freight <laughs> uh, torque wrench that worked good for a little while. It was a half-inch drive torque wrench. And um, so you're talking higher torques, you know, things that, things that I'm, I'm less concerned about being exact. You know, if you're torquing a wheel bolt to uh, an axle bolt, excuse me, to 180 Newton meters, if it only hits 178, I'm okay with that. If it's 182, I'm okay with that. But if I'm trying to torque to 10 Newton meters and it only torques to 4 Newton meters, well, now we have a problem. So that one, uh, that one didn't last all that long, but it worked really well while it still was somewhat accurate. I've also, and I tried to use it, but it's awful, have a Craftsman half-inch drive torque wrench. It's an electric torque wrench as well and I bought it on clearance and it's a piece of garbage and I would never recommend buying a Craftsman uh, torque wrench. It it worked okay a couple of times and then it's it's too finicky. I can't trust it so it just sits in the case in my toolbox and never gets used. Um, that's that's pretty much it. I think I would say maybe the the last thing I would add to that would be um, if you're if you're buying diagnostic equipment, you're generally using that obviously to diagnose problems. Um, I wouldn't want to buy a really cheap like 
big lots or um, I don't know whatever generic store uh, compression gauge for example you can't really afford to be trying to diagnose a problem when you can't rely on your test equipment so test equipment would be the last one that I would add but I'd really not hesitate to spend the big bucks you just really have to look at you know what are you doing with the tool how often are you using it and uh, make the decision for yourself on when to buy the buy the expensive stuff alright let's flip that around like my computer screen just did and talk about when to save money um, this <laughs> despite the fact that I just said I spend a ton of money on tools and, and don't hesitate to buy expensive stuff I would really prefer to sorry about that guys I don't know how to turn that off I would really prefer to save money on tools um, this is one area that you know I stay off the tool trucks I don't go to Sears unless there's a sale and if I don't you know find what I'm looking for at the really cheap stores I'll suck it up and buy it but um, saving money on certain things is almost a challenge for me and right, I think so it's really fun. When to save money? When you're buying things that I call dumb tools and what I mean by a dumb tool is a tool that has one single purpose um, like a hammer whack right that's all it does. I'm sure people use them for other things, but you know, its its main intent is to hit something. <laughs> um, so, dumb tools, hammers, pry bars. Um, I try and buy the most affordable one I can find. That's not complete garbage. Right now, in my toolbox at the shop, I have four hammers. I think all four of them came from Harbor Freight. And I'm sure I've had all four of them for over 10 years. They still function fantastic. Um, I've actually seen more snap-on hammers fail than I have seen Harbor Freight hammers fail. So, you know, dead blows, rubber mallets, um, sledge hammers, regular hammers. I don't mind getting them at Harbor Freight and saving myself a ton of money. ton of money. Uh, same thing with pry bars. I actually got a set of Craftsman pry bars. They throw them on sale all the time. Uh, keep your eye open. You can buy a set for half price. I think it was 25 bucks or 20 bucks for three. Slam and deal, something I use a ton, but you know it's a dumb tool, so I don't need to spend big Snap-on or Matco dollars on, uh, on a, something like a pry bar. The other time I try and save a bunch of money is when I know I'm going to do something bad with a tool, and usually that comes in the form of modifying it. Let's say, you know, you have a socket this long, three inches, there we go, three, <laughs> three inches, and you need it to be this long. So, whack, cut it off, or whatever. Um, or it's too wide, and you need to cut some of the metal off the outside. Or it's, you know, an, a box wrench that you need to shave down or bend. Um, one of my favorite screwdrivers that, uh, that I have was to remove airbags. And there was a special Volkswagen tool that I think was like 80 bucks for the tool. Well, I just bought a $5 Craftsman, cheap, you know, Craftsman screwdriver, bent it exactly like the tool, and I've been using that ever since. So um, if you're going to modify it, there's no reason to spend a ton of money on it if you're just going to cut it up or bend it or whatever. So don't hesitate to save the money there. I'll also say that if you are... Trying to save money tool storage is probably another area that you could really save some money on. 
Um, buying used toolboxes is the best way to buy a toolbox. My first toolbox was a Craftsman toolbox. And I think if I were still using it now, I would probably be having drawer issues. Uh, my next one after that was a Mac toolbox. And I probably should have kept that one. Now I'm in a Snap-on box and I love it. It's bigger than I need, but everything's fantastic about it. At the house, I have a Matco box that I got for next to nothing. And uh, that's a fantastic toolbox too. But keep your eye open on Craigslist for uh, used toolboxes. And I've also seen a lot of... Um, Harbor Freight boxes that actually look really, really nice, like they're good quality, so that's something else to consider. But if you have the opportunity to buy a used toolbox, that's really what I would recommend. So we talked about where to spend the big bucks. We talked about where to save money. Let's talk about some of my favorites because, hey, they're my favorites. Um, Snap-on. Like I said, it's not going to be a Snap-on commercial, but I do like Snap-on tools. And my Snap-on rep is really awesome, and that helps out a ton. So hand tools, their ratchets are fantastic. Um, all of the ratchets that I use throughout the day are Snap-on ratchets. Yeah, all of them are Snap-on ratchets. Um, torque wrench, I already mentioned that. Fantastic, love that tech, tech wrench, tech angle wrench. They have two versions of it, one that does torque angle and one that doesn't. Um, Love it, love it, love it. Um, one, I do also have a Snap-on air ratchet. That's fantastic. I love that too. I don't use it a ton because I have an electric ratchet that I've been using of theirs. Um, it is, it's great as well. <clears throat> so that pretty much rounds out my Snap-on collection, I think. Yeah, I think that does. Hand tools are fantastic. I don't really recommend buying their electric tools. They're also great. I'm not knocking the quality of them. I just think for the price, you can find better deals in buying like Ingersoll Rand, electric tools, even Cobalt tools. Their electric stuff is pretty good. I got a review coming soon of their half-inch drive impact driver that I bought a few months ago. And uh, I really wanted to put the screws to it, <laughs> so to say. And... Uh, Sorry, I cracked myself up with my own funny jokes. Um, put, the, put it to the test and see how it performed before I did a review for you guys and just you know slapped it a, a go or no-go on it. But I also do actually use a fair amount of Craftsman stuff. Um, I had mentioned earlier I would tell you a couple things about Craftsman, which is the brand that I would uh, mention not to buy their power tools. Um, I had a terrible experience a few times with their power tools. I'd never recommend buying a drill or a driver of theirs. If you have one and it works for you, fantastic. Rock on. It's awesome. But this guy will never spend $1 again on a uh, Craftsman power tool. But on the other side of that, what I love of theirs is their sockets. I daily use quarter-inch drive sockets. And the reason I use quarter-inch drive for the most part, is uh, I have a quarter-inch drive fitting on my impact gun, my Makita impact, and that's just what I use. I use that all day long. Um, and the reason I don't buy Snap-on is because I lose them a lot. Probably should keep better track of my stuff. Maybe some sort of labeling project or something. Anyway, um, I, I buy them because I lose them, and they're fairly affordable, especially when you compare them to the price of a, uh, a snap-on socket. 
Uh, I also use Craftsman at home. I do have a couple snap-on tools here at the house, but um, if I'm in need of a set of tools, a socket set or a set of wrenches, I buy, I generally buy Craftsman um, to, to use at the house. Again, don't ever buy their power tools. Uh, their pliers are good, but stick to their hand tools. Most of them are still made in America, despite a lot of them not being stamped that way. Most of them still are. Um, all right, Harbor Freight. I actually really, you know, I know it sounded like I was knocking on Harbor Freight Northern Tool stuff earlier, but I actually like their stuff. They, it's cheap, and I love that. Um, it serves its purpose. They do what, you know, you ask of them. If they fail, you don't have a problem chucking them in the recycler and, uh, and, and moving on. You know, you're not heartbroken when, uh, when a $3 set of wrenches fails, but when a $300 set or, you know, a $70 wrench breaks, um, that makes for a bad time. Other than their hammers, like I mentioned earlier, um, whenever I have a tool that I'm not going to use a lot, I'll buy Northern Tool or I'll buy Harbor Freight. The two that kind of bounce to my mind are uh, 32 millimeter box wrenches, 27 millimeter box wrench, and that's for weird fasteners that you know you need three times a year. Um, a socket doesn't fit, so you need you need a box wrench, or uh, you know a socket will fit, but there's maybe some obstruction with. Uh, with loosening or tightening, so that um, that's pretty much pretty much the bulk of my Northern Tool Harbor Freight off-brand stuff. Again, nothing wrong with it. There's really nothing wrong with any of these. Again, buy what you like. It's it's your money. You know, I, I buy what I like, so I can't recommend someone do anything but that. Last, I mentioned it in the the very beginning was power tools and. I break power tools into a couple different categories. One is the stuff that I would use at work, drills, impact drivers, screw guns. I posted yesterday a review of the Milwaukee M12 screw gun. Fantastic little gun. If, uh, if you're in the market for one, I definitely recommend it so far. It doesn't have a ton of power, but uh, for interior work for me, it's, it's top notch. And around the house, it's great too. Oh, when it comes to electric power tools, oh, the other category stuff I use at home. Uh, saws, woodworking stuff. I tend to gravitate towards DeWalt. I had a DeWalt drill and impact set that I used at the shop for a while, but it, uh, I think the battery died, and uh, at the time, Makita had a better deal, so I bought a Makita. I love my Makita Impact. Um, it is the tool that I use the most at the shop, the drill impact set. And uh, I got a review coming to that, too, that I can actually do a, a before and after type review. I've had several of them for several years, so uh, that's coming as well. Stay tuned for that. But that really does kind of round out my, you know, favorite stuff. Some of it is I love it because it's cheap. Some of it I love it because it functions so, so, so well. Um, you know, spending money on, on good tools definitely... Make, can make jobs faster. Um, it can be less risky to, to damaging fasteners. I remember I had a set of Snap-on, or uh, excuse me, was it S&K? Yeah, S&K uh, Ball and Allen. And guys, if you don't know what these tools are, don't worry about it because you don't, 
you don't need to know exactly what this is to get the reference. So I had a, a set of Ball Allen quarter-inch drive um, S&K sockets, and they would always round out the bolts, the inside of an Allen head bolt. Um, I upgraded to the snap-on ones and have really never had a problem since. So there's definitely a uh, fitment issue with those two S&K sockets that the snap-on ones just don't have. Um, if you're... If you're trying to decide, is it something I need to spend the money on or something I can save on, ask yourself how often you're going to use it. If you can, put them both in your hands. Um, you know, obviously you can't have a, a gear wrench on a snap-on truck unless the snap-on guy has, has gear wrenches. Or, you know, you may not be able to put a Matco wrench in your hand and a snap-on wrench in your hand at the same time. But uh, if there's any way to do that, definitely do it and see what feels better how often you're going to use it, how much it costs, and what jobs you're going to use it for. If it's a tool you're going to use it for one job that doesn't pay very well, don't spend the money on it. It's probably not worth it. If you're going to use it on one job that you're going to be doing all the time, spend the money on it. It'll probably wind up being worth it. Anyway, that's pretty much it. Um, now you know all you need to know about buying tools. I'm kidding, obviously. Let's... Uh, we're going to revisit tools because there's, you know, we can go way, way, way deep into, into how to buy tools and things to look for. Um, but this is, since this is the first one we've talked about tools, I wanted to keep it sort of light and more about my preferences. Um, if you have a specific brand that you love, post it in the comments and let us know why. If you have a brand that you hate, <laughs> definitely post it in the comments below and let us know why. You know, I, I, I bust on the uh, Craftsman power hand tools and uh, bad experiences that I'll never forget. So, All right, guys, so that was a fun episode. And as you know, we will talk plenty more about tools as we move forward in time. Real quick, I want to let you guys know that these episodes are very limited in the amount of editing that I do. This is pretty much straight up how it was when I filmed it. And if you want to watch the video on the blog post, there's a link to it and it's embedded. So you can just hit that if you'd rather watch the video or if you'd like to stick with just the audio, that's just cool with me too. And hey, don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Guys, thanks so much for supporting the audio only version. I appreciate it. Comments are always welcome. There's a section for it for a reason. Guys, thanks so much for listening and I'll see you next time.